0: You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. And this is Mickey. Hello. Happy June. I'm freezing.
1: (laughs) I know we had like a couple weeks of really hot weather. We got our pool out ready to set up. And then now it's freezing cold and it's probably gonna fill up with rain quicker than we fill it up with real water.
0: Well, there you go. Our guest that we just had on this episode lives in New York, and you could just tell, like she was in a tank top, you could tell it was hot. She said it had been super hot all day, and we're both over here just like freezing, which I have to say I'm not complaining about. I love the rain and the cold weather summer is not my favorite time of year so I'm like oh happy June I'm freezing this is wonderful
1: <laughs> I am complaining I love the heat not like when it's too hot but I like some sun on my skin it feels nice it's a good break from we get a lot of rain and gloom here so I'm over it <laughs> but. Well, before we get into our episode today, talking about mamas in training, um, why don't we get started with our highs and lows? Perfect.
0: I will kick it off, I guess, um, so I don't forget. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I've been a little like absent-minded recently. So um, my high would be, we just had my sister's bridal shower here at my house, which mm-hmm. was kind of a big deal because I haven't hosted anything at my house since before COVID. So It was outside and I was pretty strict with the masks and social distancing if you weren't vaccinated, which felt a little weird about, but I mean, it is what it is. And so Mm. everyone came and was really respectful and it was like just a beautiful day and we got to spoil her and my mom and my aunt are the ones who planned it and they just did such an amazing job, like with the decorations and everything was so beautiful and I haven't mentioned this, but we're doing another Whole30, (laughs) and so there was all kinds of treats and the stuff that would just make my stomach hurt and make Mm -hmm. everything just like feel blah that I passed up because we're on the Whole30, and I was very proud of myself, and the reason I'm doing the Whole30 is because I have been eating things I don't normally eat, and I've been feeling especially lethargic like my skin hurts to the touch like Mm -hmm. all these things that went these food allergies that went away when I was pregnant are like starting to come back oh that's why I'm doing the whole 30 just to kind of get myself back on track so um but yeah so overall it was like a big win my low has to do with my dog he I don't know I guess we can blame it on COVID but he has Severe separation anxiety and just, like, anxiety in general. Like, he's my dog. Why wouldn't he? But, like, (laughs) he just, his anxiety is awful. And since we moved here, we live really close to an army base. And so, Fort Lewis, they're shooting off loud bangs all the time. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but he's terrified of that. And so, we've got him... Like, a thunder vest to help him not be so scared of, like, all of these loud booms. And that was going on before COVID. Mm -hmm. Since COVID, like, we were home more, obviously. But, like, hello, I'm already a stay-at-home mom. So we were (laughs) home a lot before COVID. But now, if we try to leave without him, he's, like, freaking out. And so, like, last year, we tried to leave one day without him. And he tried to chew through the cat door. Like, blood everywhere. So we started shutting him in the bedroom when we leave. And he, the other day, he chewed a hole in the carpet in the bedroom. And I think because he was like scared. And I don't know why chewing a hole in the carpet was calming to him. It wasn't even like by the door or anything. It was just like randomly by the window. Hmm. And he also has chewed a hole in the carpet outside of the office one day. My husband left with Nora and I was in the office working and I didn't know he was scared. And I don't, he like chewed a hole in the carpet. It's just like, he's never done any, even as a puppy, never did any damage in our house, nothing. Mm -hmm. And you can't even really be mad at him because he's obviously not okay. Like he's upset Mm -hmm. about something. So I don't know what to do. We're taking him to the vet on, um, sometime next week. And I think, I'm gonna talk to them about it because I'm like yeah. he's destroying our house and <laughs> the carpet was brand new when we moved yeah. in. So yeah. and he's also terrified and we need to be able to like leave without him freaking out. So Yeah. I don't know. Anxiety runs in the family, you know. <laughs> and then I'm like, did I do this to him? No. Like, why does he have anxiety? No. Oh, but, poor guy. Yeah, so that's Milo.
1: Gosh. Oh. Well, hopefully you guys can figure something out and He'll get used to back in the good old days, I guess. But yeah, their pets are so spoiled right now. And there's so many people that have gotten new like pets during COVID mm-hmm. that that's like all their, those babies are going to know and and baby humans, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's going to be a big adjustment for everybody.
0: Yeah. It's so bad even like, so I'll take him. Well, now with summer coming, I'm not going to be able to take him in the car if we go somewhere. But he won't even stay in the back. He'll jump he has to try to be on the front seat. And then if I put him in the front seat, he has to try to be on my lap. And he's like a sixty pound dog. (laughs) He can't just sit on my lap while I'm driving. So man, yeah,
1: I don't know. So Hmm. anyway, what about you? Um, let's see. My high is this is the kids last full week of school. And on Thursday, the last day of their week, um, we get to have a field day. So as as the uh, PTA president, (laughs) we um, myself and the other um, PTA parents, of course, um, are putting on this field day. It's something they do every year. And it's just like a big celebration day for the kids and they get to come out in the yard and there'll be different stations with different games at it and like a um icy truck comes and everyone gets icies and all of that and we were really not sure if we're going to be able to do it because of covid like the kids have not gotten anything this year of course no field trips nothing like that so we're like we'd really like to do something special for them at the end of the year but there's so many like regulations but it's all outside and um the the like secretary of the school lady and the other mom that like hardcore planned it and sat down and made a map like everything is figured out all the classrooms are separated they're not even pa- they have to make like a path so they don't even like walk past each other i like, it's so well thought out and so we just got it a- approved finally like on Saturday I think that yes we get to do it so it's exciting yeah so I'm really excited about that it's it's feeling very last minute we have pretty much everything to set up but we have to like prepare I guess and now all volunteers have to do like a 30-minute COVID training through Zoom before they're allowed on campus so there's a lot of moving parts but I'm so excited for the kids to get to do something fun to celebrate the end of the year.
0: Yeah, that's awesome oh my gosh yay take lots of pictures that sounds yeah that sounds
1: yeah really cool. I will it'll be fun um, let's see my low will be um, that oh, Mike and I started playing softball um with my old roller derby team uh, so much fun just co-ed intramural very recreational like some people have never <laughs> played ever in their life so it's really fun laid back so I went, we had a game yesterday Um, and I am terrible at batting, I guess, real bad, like embarrassing strikeout (laughs) every time, like could not hit a ball during practice, like humiliating. (laughs) And so Mike was like, really trying to teach me how to like shift my weight into it and like twist with my body. And so I was practicing that a lot. And I think that's what did it. But just last night, my back started hurting, which if you are a listener, I know I just have so many back problems and I just am like starting to feel normal so I'm trying very hard to calmly just take care of myself and ice and heat and everything and I'm just like please do not turn into like a herniated disc or something I cannot handle that so I'm handling it on the surface and trying not to slip into like a real bad depression thing because yeah that would just ruin everything so hopefully it's no big deal and it's just like kind of some strained muscles but do you have like
0: stretches and stuff that they gave you to avoid anything like that happening again that you could do
1: yeah yeah so I do have like physical therapy um exercises I could do I'm I'm like nervous I'm like I don't know if I should stretch it or Mm -hmm. not like so I'm just gently trying to keep moving as much as I can to not like stiffen up but yeah yeah, you'd think I'd be a pro by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I'm sure it will be okay. Just like a little yeah. tweak. It'll probably be fine tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I it's not so. gonna be a thing. It's not gonna be a thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's get into our episode for today. So our guest's name is Jessica. Um, she is the host and founder of the Mamas in Training podcast. She's an actress and She's just amazing to talk to. We had such a great chat with her and let's bring her on the show right after this quick break.
0: Hey boss lady, we want to support you and your business on our show. So we've rolled out a new segment where we'll be highlighting boss ladies in our community by running a free ad for your business.
1: The goal of Hello Doll Baby is to curate a minimalist, comfortable collection of clothes and baby items from high quality brands. Hello Doll Baby will be made up of items that are easy to mix and match to accommodate many outfit changes throughout the day. The Dahlia tested, parent approved durability of our products ensure they will be yours to love and wash and pass down for years exclusive Boss Ladies and Babies discount. You can use the code Hey Mama for a one-time offer of 15% off site-wide. You can find them at Baby. That's D-A-H-L-B-A-B-Y.com.
0: If you're interested in us promoting you on our show with a free ad space, send us an email and let's get bossy.
1: Welcome to the show, Jessica. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you, ladies, so much for having me. It's it's so funny. When we first connected, we picked a date out in June, and I'm thinking, gosh, that feels like it's
1: forever ago, and then
2: whoop, <laughs> it's here. I don't know where time goes. It's just crazy, but I'm so happy to be here with you.
0: Yeah, we're so excited. I've been looking forward to chatting with you for so long, because like you said, it's been months that we've had this yeah. planned and we've connect we connected on Clubhouse which everybody listening you know how much I love Clubhouse and we've done a couple of rooms together but just getting to sit down with you and have you on our show and talk about all the amazing things that you're doing we're so excited. So let's get into the episode but first let's go ahead and have you tell our listeners all about yourself, who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady. We want to know everything.
2: Yeah. Well, Different from maybe a lot of your listeners and a lot of your guests, I'm actually not yet a mom. Um, I like to call call myself a mama in training. And basically the short answer of that whole situation, which we can dive into more later, is um, I was diagnosed about, gosh, it was almost, holy moly, was it almost 10 years ago? Nine, 10 years ago, something like that. I was diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis And it really, it it came out of nowhere and um, I had to end up buying a cane and it was awful. And because of that autoimmune disease, I can't become a mom yet because I have to wean myself off of medication. So I have resorted to learning all about motherhood and I'm inspired by wonderful ladies like yourselves. And I started this podcast. And so pretty much in a nice little bow, I'm an actor. I live in New York City. I'm originally from Massachusetts south of Boston. And I'm a podcast host. And I've just been truly, especially during this pandemic, this podcast has kept me alive. I don't know how you ladies feel, but it's just like something positive to focus my energy on has been gold for me. So mm-hmm. it's really um, kind of been what I've been eating, sleeping and breathing, <laughs> 24 seven, but that in addition to being an actor is sort of what makes up me.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I, I agree with that. You know, the podcast being just a way to connect with people through all of this and having the tools to be able to do it virtually and just really, you know, touch people's lives in a way yeah. during all of the hardships and everything. So that's beautiful. And then acting as well. How was that with the pandemic? Did that have to take quite a backseat?
2: It definitely did. I was kind of lucky in the way that it worked out for me because my whole life, I've been more of a theater actor, but just about two years before the pandemic, actually, I decided to focus a little bit more on TV and film. So it was kind of a blessing because theater truly stopped, Mm -hmm. but TV and film, it slowed down, but it didn't completely stop. There were still things going on. So I actually booked um, a little mini series when I was like, when it was COVID and mm-hmm. I shot last July. Uh, so it, it was like sort of a nice transition for me, but it for sure slowed down. Um, mm-hmm. And it took me a while. I think I took about a good six months off to just sort of feel like, you know, I, there was a lot going on just like with everybody in their lives during 2020. And I needed to sort of take a couple months to really hone in on what I wanted to do. I wasn't Diving into like a Zoom acting class just seemed so weird to me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but then, right, it's like, how can you communicate and perform and connect emotionally over Zoom? Mm-hmm. But as you've probably discovered in, through these podcasts, it's actually quite easy. Mm-hmm. And so, once I was open to it and my heart was sort of ready for it, I dove into a class and I loved it. And I, I started to feel like I was getting back to myself again. So, it's, it's taking a turn now. Things are starting to open up. Uh, auditions are starting to happen. Things are nice. starting to shoot and it's 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 exciting.
1: Nice. Cool. Well, I want to hear all about your podcast in a minute, but let's get started with your acting career because I would love to hear some more about yeah. that. How, how did you get started? Were you one of those kids that was like, I want to grow up and be an actress someday? And then you just did it. Like, how, how did you get to where you are?
2: Yeah. Kind of the latter, what you say. Um, both of my parents were performers in some aspect. They were both singers. My mom was the head of a music department. She graduated, um, retired after 42 years. And so I was kind of always around it, around musicals, around theater, around all these things. And I did. I, I kind of, I, I was in it in mid- middle school, in it in high school, and it's what I wanted to do in college. And my parents, offered me when I graduated college, a trip to Italy. And I said, no, nah, I think I just want to move to New York city and start auditioning. <laughs> <Nice.
1: That's laughs> awesome.
2: Crazy. But yeah, so I, I moved literally knowing nobody and having no job and pretty much no place to stay. I lived in a family friend's place for about two weeks and just had to truly find my way. Wow. in here in new york city and and i did and so um it took a while to get going but i've performed a lot regionally and i was on the national tour of beauty and the beast for two years traveling all over the states and canada which was un unbelievable i mean yeah. the most amazing experience ever traveling the country at 25 i mean i think i have five states left or something to get to so it's amazing, just amazing. yeah and and then um I continued when I got back to pr- perform you know, regionally and I'm an equity actor, so I'm part of the union. And then, like I mentioned, I started to have an interest more in TV and film. And so now I've been doing more commercial TV and film stuff. So yeah, it's, it's one of those careers that I'll never forget. I was auditioning for colleges and the head of the department at Ithaca College came up and she was this brass older lady. She was very <laughs> intimidating and she said, if you can picture yourself doing anything except acting, don't do acting.
0: <laughs> oh, no. And it was
2: very intense, but like it's so true. You have to have blinders on because the rejection is real and the uncertainty is so real. Mm-hmm. And so you really have to, you know, keep your energy and your passion for it up in order to stay positive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You hear all the stories about how like cutthroat it can be and and all of that. And it seems like, you know, you really have to be passionate about it. What is it like on your, on your marriage and on your relationships? You know, all of these, the traveling and the rejection and the highs and lows.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I, so I moved to New York city in 2008, June, 2008. I got a job two weeks later at a restaurant. And that's where I met my husband. Oh, wow. We didn't end up dating until that following October, but we pretty much met each other right away. And we were together about, let's see, 2008, nine, 10, 11. We were together for about three years before I got the national tour. And then I said, I'm going to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> and that took a toll for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean- we made it work. I think it was the biggest thing. And it was like, if we can make it through two years of being apart, mm-hmm. he would try to come out once every one to two months and visit me wherever I was. And so we had some amazing experiences all over the country mm-hmm. and we went to Spokane. <laughs> <laughs> nice. we, had a, we had a wonderful <laughs> Valentine's day in Spokane, Washington.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's not too far from us. (laughs)
2: Yeah. But yeah, so I, it was, it was very hard, but we, we, our communication was super solid by the end of that. And we still had our ups and downs when, you know, even when I came back and at that time, what made it really hard was my diagnosis of my autoimmune disease, because Mm -hmm. I had to actually go home and live at home for a couple months because I, I just couldn't walk in New York city. So I had to go live with my parents and that, that made it hard on us too. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's an actor too. And so he gets the life, you know, Mm -hmm. and we've now been together, gosh, 13 years. We've been married for four next month Mm -hmm. and uh, it's,
0: it's for sure not easy, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, life throws things at us that challenge our relationships all the time. And it sounds like, you know, you guys are in a different line of work than what we can relate to, but still mm-hmm. the challenges that get thrown at us. I'm curious about just kind of like the lifestyle with your career as a mama in training, do you envision like what it's going to look like when you have a child, how different it's going to be? Do you, I mean, what do you like, what does that look like for you?
2: Can I swear on here?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it
2: scares the shit out of me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah,
2: it's like, So I, in this process, I decided about a year ago to start weaning myself off of my medication. And so I had a goal to save $10,000 as my pregnancy fund so that Mm -hmm. God forbid, I can't work at the time because I don't know what's going to happen to me health-wise. Of course, my husband will do everything he can to work, but he hasn't always been one and we haven't had a relationship ever where he's the main, you know, breadwinner or anything Mm -hmm. like that or I am. It's it's always been very equal for us. So I wanted to make sure I could still contribute to things, could still, you know, help with rent, could or a mortgage if we get a house, all these different things. And so I have I made a plan and a point to save up $10,000 so I would at least have some comfort because you know, yeah, it's like as an actor, we don't have we had to start our own retirement plan because we have no sort of retirement plan we had, you have to always have multiple streams of income. So that's why I, you know, with the podcast, I yeah. currently, because of the pandemic, I babysit. I used to have a full-time job at a hotel, but that's sort of up in the air right now because of COVID. Um, I was teaching chess to kids online. It's like, cool. you. I'm a choreographer, so I make money choreographing choreographing for musicals so it's like I I have all these different streams of income Mm -hmm. so that hopefully when that day comes that I do become a mom or I'm pregnant I'm still able to keep at least some of them going Mm -hmm. you know but yeah it really scares the shit out of me to be honest (laughs) yeah I think the nice thing is I won't necessarily have a nine to five to go back to so Mm -hmm. it won't be Mm -hmm. like I'll ever have to navigate that Mm -hmm. but it is going to have to be something that we figure out you know
0: Yeah. I mean, when you're doing something that you're so passionate about and that does take up, you know, has crazy hours and not a lot of flexibility, but some in a way, since it's not a nine to five, and then you throw a baby into the mix. Like that is a really, really terrifying and pivotal moment in our lives as women, because we work so hard to build this thing Mm -hmm. that we're passionate about and then everything changes. And so I, I was curious to see kind of where like what it looks like to you as you look into that future. And just, I mean, that, that answer is, is spot on. It's, it's terrifying.
2: I mean, it's, it's unpredictable. My Mm -hmm. whole life, my whole career, everything has been unpredictable. I've never had a normal quote unquote trajectory, Mm -hmm. but that's also what makes it fun. Absolutely. Um, I mean, ideally the way that I manifest it to be is, you know, I'm, I'm working on my podcast full time and I'm an actor and I go do shoots and I go this and that. And for those short period of time, during those short periods of time, my husband can be with our child Mm -hmm. and then he'll go and do his shoots. And we just live this sort of gypsy gypsy type lifestyle, but doing passionate things that we love and and raising a family on top of it. So that's what I'm
0: manifesting. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's possible. I mean, it really is when you're so passionate. I mean, you really have the power to be able to do those things, especially with the supportive partner and just like that positive mindset and manifesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're big about that in
1: this space. So, we're manifesting with you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take it all. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into the podcast now because we want to hear all about that. So, that's a kind of an interesting jump going from acting to adding in this podcast. So, what inspired the this new venture for you?
2: Yeah, so um it's interesting because like we were sort of talking about with acting, you know have you have ebbs and flows. Sometimes you're super busy and you're on a national tour for two years and then sometimes you don't book a job for a year or two. Um, and so I was at a point where I was sort of looking for some creative inspiration. Also, as we were talking about with acting, sometimes you feel like you have very little control because mm-hmm. you go to these auditions, you do your best, but then it's out of your hands, you know. So I was looking for something creative. I was looking for something that I could control and where I could positively put my energy and my focus. And at the time, all of my girlfriends were starting to have babies. And so mm-hmm. I was like engulfed in these conversations that I didn't really feel like I knew anything about, you know? And I often say, you know, when your friends start to have babies before you, you feel like you can't really hang with the moms, you know? because. Mm-hmm. You can't speak the lingo. You don't understand what they're going through. And so I decided to start this. And, and because of my journey, I couldn't get pregnant right away. And so I decided to start. Um, actually, the, the main inspiration came one day. I was visiting my best friend. And she had just had a baby. And she was talking to me about how when she was pumping or breastfeeding, she just felt super lonely. And it was very isolating. And that sort of was the click in my mind. And I said, well, what if I create a podcast? And I had been talking to a couple of friends of mine who had started a podcast too. So I said, what if I create a podcast so that moms who were pumping or breastfeeding could listen to it and know that they weren't alone. They could listen to the stories of other women who have gone through stories similar or, or different and be inspired. So that was the start of what I created two years ago, which was called the Pumping Podcast and i did that for about a year and a half and it was amazing gave me i mean the stories basically i was interviewing moms about their journey into motherhood and the stories were so inspiring mm-hmm. but then i was sort of especially over 2020 in the pandemic i was really thinking you know where is my part in this aside from just being a host you know how do how do i play a part in this and i kept saying in my description of myself you know I have this podcast, I'm the host, but I'm not yet a mom, I'm a mama in training. And that was sort of an adjustment for me that I thought, wait a minute, I need to do a rebrand and, and sort of put the podcast on hold for a couple months and then come out and relaunch it again. So that's what I did mm-hmm. and I've shifted it. So it's now called Mamas in Training. And instead of it just being for new moms, I mean, of course it is, it serves all kinds of moms, but the main focus is, aspiring moms like myself or pregnant women and what I do now is I interview they have to be a mom so I interview moms essentially about what they wish they had known when Mm -hmm. they were pregnant or they were an aspiring mom and oftentimes you know what we wish we had known we sort of turn into a job so Mm -hmm. that's what a lot (laughs) what a lot of these moms have done you know so Mm -hmm. you know when I interviewed just a couple of weeks ago, this woman about uh, formula feeding. She's become a professional about formula feeding because she had to do it. And there was so much, you know, uh, overwhelm, so mm-hmm. much, you know, lack of knowledge around it when she was experiencing it. Or when I interviewed this woman about fertility, she's a fertility coach now because she had trouble.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, so. It's really providing pregnant women and aspiring women that guidance that they need. And I hear so often from women, you know, oh, I'm pregnant. What do I do now? Yes. you sort of buying what to expect, right? And so um, my intention and my, my mission really is to provide a place that I do not have any of the answers. I'm mm-hmm. just like my audience. And that's what makes my podcast a little bit different from other pregnancy and mom podcasts. But yeah. it's kind of a place where we can learn together.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm just like feeling emotional. Just hearing you talk about this because it's just like, this is what people need. There's so much that they don't tell us when we're pregnant or when we're talking about having babies. And like you said, you can go listen to other mom podcasts and sometimes you feel really left out. I was, you know, later than a lot of my friends and having kids too. And it was kind of like, or just felt left out. A lot when I would hang out with the moms, right? Like there was mm-hmm. like this piece that I didn't have that just was this uh, lack of connection between us. And I remember when I was pregnant with my daughter and I was listening to this podcast that had a pregnant girl on it and then a mom. And I was like, oh my gosh, th- where has this been? Like, I feel like I can relate so much to this pregnant woman talking through this and she's going through this with me. And there's just not enough of that out there for people who even aren't pregnant yet, but want to be eventually to learn this stuff ahead of time. It's amazing. I just like applauding you and, (laughs) and the way that you're connecting with it too, like the pumping Mm -hmm. podcast that, that was genius too. Like having pumped and breastfed myself, having something that you can just like sit there and listen to specifically for you, genius. But the way that your podcast has evolved into so much more of, how it connects to you and your learning with your audience, how much more relatable could that possibly be? I think that's absolutely incredible. And just, and it's like, thank
2: you. And it's like, I know the questions that Mm -hmm. we want to ask, you know what I mean? Someone who's already been there and has, who's already gone through it, they can interview another mom, but they've been through that. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to know things that we can do now. And I always say like, we study everything else, mm-hmm. you know, but all we really do for pregnancy is either what we're told to do by our OB or what we learn in what to expect or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my goal really is to cover all the things, you know, Yeah, I, I look to have a conversation about what to do if you don't fall in love with your child right away. Cause that's not something that they're going to write and what to expect. They don't talk about
0: that. Yeah. And that's no. so common. And you don't learn that until after, like, right. I never heard anybody talk about that until I had my daughter and I was in like this mom, um, it was called the village circle and it's where moms would come together and we could like nurse and, and talk through things, right. Almost like a therapy session, but just like a space for women. I never heard anybody say anything about not connecting with their child until I was in that space. And I was like, what? That's to me when I first heard that was like, that's so strange. And I couldn't imagine if I was that woman who wasn't connecting, how awful I would have felt when really it's just like one of the most normal things that can happen. And they don't tell you until after. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I,
2: I don't know. I think it's, um, I also had someone the other day mentioned to me what about having a conversation about it not being hard? Mm -hmm. So I really want to cover that too. Like, it doesn't have to be terrible for everybody. So I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, I could be doing this podcast for the next million years and Mm -hmm. there would never be, (laughs) there would never be a (laughs) lack of content. No, there's
0: so much. And so you're, you're obviously learning a lot yourself. Do you ever feel like scared or intimidated by some of the scarier, uglier sides of pregnancy and childhood or, and parenthood and all of that.
2: I really don't. And I That's think, good. I, yeah, I think it's a combination. I have been babysitting for years and years. And so I've been around moms and I've been around kids forever. And I think kind of what this podcast has done for me, it's my way of sort of, it's my own sort of therapy. It's my mm-hmm. own sort of healing. And instead of having to sit here and being bummed or stressed about what's going to happen to my body, when can I have the kit, what, you know, I could so easily fall down that loop, but instead I get to experience through these women and through these moms. And so I don't, I mean, gosh, the stories I've heard, there's been s- horrifying things, Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe it's. I feel like one of my superpowers is listening, even though I'm sitting here and talking like a mile a minute on your podcast. But um, <laughs> I think because that's one of my superhero strengths, I I can empathize. You know, mm-hmm. I, I haven't been there, but I can really listen and do my best to understand. Um, and I take it as a learning opportunity mm-hmm. because if a time comes where there is an emergency C-section that has to happen, or there is, you know, a complication. I'm going to think of that person that I interviewed. And so while it's scary to hear sometimes it's in a weird way, more comforting to me, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, you're arming yourselves with the facts and you're arming your listeners with the facts and the things that might not always be talked about. And so it's better to know these things and just like acknowledge, Hey, this could happen. This could really suck. This could be really painful. This could be really traumatizing, but then there's the balance of all the positive things too. And just getting it out there and telling people like just letting people learn. Yeah. It's amazing. And I think
2: the best sort of little adjustment to what you just said too, though, is like at the end of the day, what I have discovered is that all of us are mothers at heart, all mm-hmm. women. And so we know in our gut, truly, like mm-hmm. I can do all of this learning and any pregnant woman who comes and listens to my podcast or aspiring mom, like, I think that's where sort of the lines get crossed a little bit because none of these podcasts, I mean, who is an expert? Like an expert right. is someone that calls himself an expert, even if they have whatever degree or whatever, whatever. And we, we can find those people, we can seek them out and we can learn from them. But also I think it's best to just survey the land, like Mm -hmm. hear all the stories, get all the information and then check in with your gut and decide like what makes, what's the best decision for you and your baby, baby, no matter what that discussion is, whether it's food or it's sleep or it's how you want to have your, you know, birthing center or whatever, epidural, not whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's the only other caveat that I wanted to add to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah. There's so, there are so many aspects about even like pregnancy and having a newborn really parenthood in general, because I feel like I'm still coming into things where I'm like, no one told me that seven-year-olds were going to be doing this stuff. Like you're just, <laughs> yeah. you're, as much as you learn from just like the standard, you know, like books or like just hearing from maybe your other mom friends or your own parents there's it's overwhelming the amount of information and everybody's experience is so different so Mm -hmm. I love that being able to hear all of these different experiences and knowing that what's going to happen for you is going to be somewhere on the spectrum and you'll be kind of prepared for whatever life throws at you on kind of either end yeah yeah so do you feel super prepared for when you're gonna have a baby at this point?
2: I yeah, I do. I mean, I I joke and I tell my husband that like I'm probably going to be one of those annoying pregnant women because <laughs> I I do know more than the average bear. I'm going to be yeah. like, I know exactly what I want. <laughs> but of course, I mean, there's definitely going to be things that come up, but I think the coolest thing is, you know, even talking to some of my friends who well, recently they've had a baby, but when they were pregnant, you know, I knew some things that they didn't even know, which mm-hmm. just felt so cool, cool to me. You know, yeah. I felt I knew different options. Um, I think I can either drive my husband crazy or not when I when that time comes because, you know, I, I'm going to know a lot of things. But ah, it feels comfort. It feels really comforting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I think yeah, I do feel very prepared, and. It's probably at least going to be another year, if not more. So I'm just going to be even more prepared.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just like hearing it from all different, you know, people's experiences, different walks of life, too. I think that that's going to be really humbling. Like whenever you're having a hard moment, you can just kind of go back to those conversations and remember that people are going through these different things all around. And it's just totally, it's a really good way, you know, for your listeners, of course, but also for yourself to just feel less alone throughout all of it. And I think that that's really important. And as you grow and you start to grow a family, it's going to be really cool to see your show evolve as well. And, you know, the people can go through this journey with you. And I mean, they already are and continue to go through this journey with you and you'll still be able to provide so much value while you're growing yourself. I just, I love that so much. That's kind of our podcast was created back when I was pregnant with my daughter and, Mm. you know, feeling similarly as, you know, there's, there's not enough people talking about this, how I was going to balance my job and my entrepreneurship with being a mom. And I was terrified that I couldn't be both people. Right. And so, you know, that's kind of how we got this podcast going. Mickey had older kids and it was like, let's, come help me come be the mom and I'll be the boss lady. And we're going to help people realize that they're not alone in this. And I think that's why I feel so connected to what you're doing, because it's just so important to take fears that we have ourselves and things that we don't know enough about, because we're not the only people feeling that way and just really get it out there to help other women go through this as we go through it ourselves. I just think that's so important and so special. I could talk about this all day. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And I think similarly to what you ladies are doing, I think it's important because so often I heard (laughs) that you get into motherhood and it's all about, actually, my episode that came out this week is from this woman, Brenna, and she has a blog called what about mamas? And Mm -hmm. it's that comes up, you have this, you know, okay. So you're pregnant all about you well how are you feeling you look beautiful what are you doing blah 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 all about you the mom Mm -hmm. then baby is earth side and it's all about baby Mm -hmm. and so Brenna in this episode was saying what about mama you know what about me and I think it's important what you ladies are doing because you can still be a mom Mm -hmm. but you don't have to lose that identity Mm -hmm. slash that identity can shift and change you can still be this boss lady you can still mm-hmm. have this entrepreneurial career or this amazing you know corporate career or you can just be at home with your mom i mean be at home with your kids and be an awesome mom but whatever makes you tick still can still be alive whether that's mm-hmm. you know an art a hobby a craft a fitness thing like whatever that is for you so i admire what you ladies are doing too because i think it's a good reminder for women
0: Yeah. Thank you. And, and for you, you know, and any aspiring mamas just kind of remembering that as you go into the journey, because you know, like you can know that right now, but there is such that shift that happens where you feel like you lose your identity. So the more that you can prep yourself mentally for that shift and kind of arm yourself with the tools to say like, wait, let me not lose myself. Like, let me remember all of this that I've practiced for. Yes. And, and talking about it to the people in your life. I remember Mickey, when I was pregnant with Nora and everyone was like, oh my gosh, you, 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 you're so beautiful. And I just remember you saying like, well, get used to it. Cause this is the last time they're going to talk about you. <laughs> right. And it's, yeah, I mean it, it, it's, it's true in so, so many true. ways. Yeah. Um,
1: I remember after having kids, like I guess after my first one Um, because yeah you get so used to that attention you're so celebrated and then towards the end of your pregnancy you're like going to the doctor at least once a week and all of this and then you actually have the baby and I think I went in for like one doctor checkup after I'd gone home and I'm like my baby's going every other day and something real awful just happened to my body and nobody (laughs) wants to check it out like they just that's it you did your job good now off to the side, take care of the baby and let's see how it's doing. It's yeah. It's so easy to kind of like lose yourself in that. And babies are just so demanding to begin with. So you're already just in this world of sleeping and feeding and changing. And it's hard to like come up for a breath and even think about yourself really for quite a while. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, so you've mentioned a couple years you're thinking until you start to go down that path. And so we briefly touched on your autoimmune disorder, but did you want to talk a little bit more about how that's been for you, the impact it's had on your family planning and kind of how you're navigating through that?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was uh, quite the life shift, I would say. And it's crazy because if anyone listening has ever experienced an autoimmune disease, you know that it kind of just comes out of nowhere. I was 25 and I always had great skin, you know, pretty healthy. And it started off with psoriasis and I had a couple spots. And then pretty much a year later, I was covered head to toe. Like you would not recognize me
0: covered, Mm
2: -hmm. looked like a monster. And I mean that truly. And then they put me on a medication, which I don't want to go into advising people what to do. But when you're in that position too, you're desperate. Mm-hmm. So I went on a biologic medication, which I would never do again. And a year to the day, literally after I started that medication, I couldn't walk and I developed arthritis. And of course the doctors won't say that it had anything to do with the medication, but I think it did. Mm-hmm. If, if, I, if it were me now, so if there's anyone listening, who's going through this, what I would recommend is getting some gut health and going to somebody who can help clean up your gut and and clean up your diet, because that's what I wished I had done first. But like I said, when you're in a position where Mm -hmm. I literally couldn't walk, I had to buy a cane. And my husband, we were, I was on tour in Vegas. I mean, uh, not Vegas, LA. And my husband at the time, my boyfriend was visiting me and I couldn't walk to go to the bathroom to brush my teeth and he had to carry me there. And this is somebody who was on a national tour, performing every night, singing and dancing, and you know, very healthy. So anyway, cut to after all of that, I ended up getting off of the biologic medication and going on some medications that are very, very strong. And um, they've helped clear me up. And so knock on wood, I haven't had any pain. I just have a few psoriasis spots. But I've also combined that with totally clearing up my gut and my diet. And I would say, of course, every time I go see my rheumatologist, he's like, I don't know anything about that. But (laughs) I've started to wean myself off of my medication. So I've gone from five pills of this one medication down to one a week. Wow! Yeah. And my other medication, I've gone from taking it every day down to twice a week.
1: Mm-hmm. and
2: wow. I've gone and and I'll preface this by saying this is not for everyone's body mm-hmm. don't go ahead and think that this is actually what you need to do but this is what's been working for me yeah and it's hard but I did I did it I'm gluten-free dairy free I only have coconut sugar and there's multiple other things like I limit my oils and I don't really eat processed food and all these things mm-hmm. but I started with an elimination diet and kind of worked my way in and there's many ways to navigate this stuff but it was something that was really eye-opening to me um and you know of course for the first seven eight years I wasn't ready to have kids anyway so it didn't Mm -hmm. bother me but in the past you know three years or so yeah it's definitely affected me because I think if I didn't have this going on I probably would have had a child a couple years ago Mm. um but I have to get off of the medication. And then once I'm off, I have to wait a certain amount of months before it's out of my system, before I can even try. So it makes it tricky. Um, but I think having, well, of course, having a support system and then having something positive, like I have the podcast, really has helped me in a to, to be in a really good mindset with it. And it's interesting because a lot of people, you know, when they hear, like, you have to make a diet shift or you have to do these certain things. And believe me, I am Italian.
0: <laughs> Costa is my number one favorite. Thing. Like, oh, come on. Yeah.
2: But ice cream every day, all day. But when you have a why for mm-hmm. something
1: mm-hmm. and that
2: why is so deep.
1: Yeah.
2: That's what really can help you through, you know, and my why is my future children. So would I rather, you know, have a bite of bread, which I don't really even care for bread anymore. It kind of goes out of your system. Mm -hmm, But you know, would I rather have this thing or, you know, have a baby in my arms? So it's, uh, yeah, it's been quite a journey. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's got, I would have never started this podcast if I didn't have that journey. So it's also given me a really cool perspective and a really cool gift, so Mm-hmm. I hate the saying that everything happens for a reason. But it really does, you know. It's so dangerous. Yeah,
0: yeah. And just how much you've been able to learn to advocate for your own health. I feel like, yeah, when you are pregnant, and especially like when you're in labor, there's so many things it's so overwhelming, oh and gosh. things are just thrown at you. And a lot of people, you know, have never gone through any kind of health crisis or any, you know, any. Yeah scenario in their life where they've had to stand up and say, no, please do this instead. Right. Uh And so now you have, you've experienced that. So you are able to speak up for yourself in a way that a lot of women don't know how to do before they go into labor or through pregnancy. And there's a lot of things that can happen where it's like, I wish I would have spoke up for myself. I wish I would have done that kind of similar to what you said at the beginning with your diagnosis and everything. Now you kind of have those tools, which I think is really important too.
2: Yeah. And Megan, I'd say that that's truly the number one lesson that I've learned from this podcast Mm -hmm. is to advocate for yourself. And I think like we were talking about earlier, people go into pregnancy and they go to what they think, which is the doctor. But, you know, you don't have to do everything that they say that you have to do, even when it comes down to pushing Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many different options for you, but you walk into that hospital room and you think, well, I'm in a place that they know what's best because this is what they do 24 seven, but at the end of the day, it's a business Mm -hmm. and you have to know what's best for you. And so that's really been absolutely the number one lesson that I've learned for women and especially for mothers advocate for yourself in every situation.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. So, um, what's next for you and your show? You said you're doing it full-time now. Um, yeah. do you have any big plans?
2: It's, um, so I started a, a program. It's a podcast program where I've been really trying to grow it and reach out to other people I'm starting to do. Um, I have plans upcoming for some live episodes, which I've never done before. So that's Yay. Kind of fun. Um, and the big thing that I'm really trying to grow. So I think, Aside from advocating for yourself, the other main thing that I've learned is that you really have to create a community for yourself and you have to ask for help. And that's what I hear number one is like, I wish I had a community. And so that's what I, my mission is to create that. And so of course I have that in a Facebook group, but Mm -hmm. I've decided to sort of take it one step further and I am hopefully at the end of the summer, we're in June now. So hopefully by August or so, I'm going to be launching um, a premium subscription for the podcast. And with the premium subscription is going to be a monthly community meetup where we get to be with similar people. So pregnant moms can meet other pregnant moms. In addition, can also meet new moms and in addition can also meet aspiring moms so that, you know, we can just sort of go through this together and There'll be other perks and things that they'll be able to get in addition. And I'm going to be bringing on podcast guests for them to ask questions to and also find support in, and they can meet the podcast guests, which will be fun. So that's sort of the next big step is I'm really excited to launch this premium membership. And I think it'll allow me to be closer to my, my listeners Mm -hmm. and we can go through this together. So nice. Yes. I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. The community aspect is huge. I think that's, that's huge. wonderful. Yeah. Keep us uh, posted as that goes so that we will, can support you sure. through all of that. Cause that sounds, that sounds incredible.
2: Yeah. I can send you the link. So if you want to add it in the show notes in case it's yeah. interested when it's open.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. That would be awesome.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for all of this today. This has been really inspiring. And please, if you're listening, if you know anybody who is a new mom pregnant or plans to be a mom in the future, make sure that you send them over to this podcast because, and the community soon to be community, because this sounds like just an incredible tool. Um, But before we let you go, we want to do one of our favorite segments, which is our hot mess moment. And so (laughs) this is your chance to share with us a time that you've been a total hot mess. You can give us a confession about an embarrassing moment. Don't be afraid to go there. Let's hear
1: it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that I would bring you back to, since I'm not a mom, I don't really have a hot mess mom moment. And I'm sure there are plenty of those that are amazing, (laughs) but I thought I'd bring you back to sort of a life vision into a hot mess actor moment. So, um, you know, I could talk about the way that auditions are and the life around that is just crazy. But as many of the listeners probably know, there's a somewhat popular musical called The Chorus Line. <laughs> Pretty much <everything laughs> yeah. Well, there's a very common dance with the cor- chorus line. Everyone knows it. So this... <laughs> this girl over here. So this was when I was really focused on musical theater and theater in the city. And I, I mean, I've been going to these auditions forever and ever and ever. And the way that dance auditions usually work is you go in, you, there's probably over a hundred some odd girls there. You get a number, you get brought into a room, usually about 25 girls or so at a time. You, they teach you the little ditty couple counts of eight Or sometimes it's longer and then your head starts to explode, (laughs) but they usually teach it pretty quickly, especially in a professional sense. And then everyone moves to the side of the room, but stays in the room and they call you out in about four or five, like groups of four or five. And then you perform the audition dance that you just learned in front of the people there. Well, I didn't know that when you go to an audition for a chorus line, you should know what that little ditty is from the main because it's apparently the same, just like Chicago, um, not Chicago. Uh, what is it? Um, yeah. Chicago, Chicago. Yeah. On Broadway. That's the same thing. All that jazz. If you go to an audition for all that jazz, it's always going to be the same dance. So I didn't know this <laughs> and I didn't learn the dance ahead of time, which I should have done. So I go into this and I'm used to what they usually do. So they teach you the whole thing. Sometimes it's faster, sometimes it's slower, but they go through. Oh, no, no. This time they call us all out there. They go, okay, ready? They put on the music and they go, well, I was the biggest hot mess. I can't even explain. I wish I had a video. I wish there was a little video in that room. I was a disaster because everybody knew the dance. And I was like, what the heck? I'm like I didn't know that you're supposed to know this ahead I'm looking around and everyone no one looks like confused like me. So I just start sobbing. Oh no and, sobbing. and I turn around and I'm like trying to control myself because I have to do the dance and I don't know how I'm gonna get through it. And I just pray because you also don't know when you're gonna go. So I pray that I'm at the end of the of the groups so I can mm-hmm. watch as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you I was the biggest hot mess and I considered I'm saying do I just walk out I probably should have just walked out because oh, no. <laughs> it probably would have been a better impression to just not and I'm a dancer I consider myself a very good dancer but mm-hmm. when everybody knows what they're doing so anyway that was a very big lesson yeah, and oh now God. I know that if there are certain shows you're going to go in for that are really you know trademark shows you gotta know what
0: you gotta know the dance so you went out there and you were just like watched and tried just to
2: flailed I just <laughs>
1: nice. flailed my body as best as I
2: can I probably hit a double turn but that was about it some jumps oh don't know what happened oh my goodness like a true hot
1: mess yeah. that's amazing yeah. that, that's horrifying. like the things that nightmares are made out of. That's <laughs> like something you would dream the night before. Oh my gosh, I had a dream. Everyone knew the dance but me. Oh, yeah. I cannot imagine. in the well, crying, of course. Oh, <laughs> like, I would it. totally feel you there. The funny yeah. thing is
2: that you bring that up too. I'll just saw this short little thing. It's really weird. So I have, if I'm, if I ever have an anxiety going on in my day and I am going to have a dream because I'm feeling a little anxious, my dream <laughs> is always the same. So one of my favorite roles that I ever played was Mary Poppins. Absolutely the best. And I've done it twice. And it's this dream that I'm about to go on for the start of the show. And I just am not ready. I can't get my wig on. I can't get my outfit on. And so it's exactly like you just said, Mickey. It's <sighs> like that, that dream of just like, I can't, I can't make it. I can't get there. Yeah. So. <sighs> it's so uh, very stressful but <laughs> <laughs> you learn you're a really thick skin i'll tell you
1: ladies. I oh bet. Oh <laughs>
0: <gosh>. <laughs> hey boss lady come here i've got a few questions to ask you Have you been struggling to find your unique balance in your life or business? Do you feel lost as a mom and or business owner and need some direction or clarity? Do you feel like you aren't truly connecting with your customers, not making sales, and can't figure out why? Do you struggle to show up on social media consistently and intentionally without feeling completely overwhelmed? If you answered yes to any of these questions, keep listening. The Brand New Strategy is my signature six-week business balance and branding course that walks you through creating a solid and recognizable business and brand identity and has proven to help you gain a clear understanding of who you are and determine your unique message and dream customers so you can relax into your business and make more money. Who doesn't want that? The brand new strategy only launches six times per year and has a spot waiting with your name on it. For more info, check out bossladiesandbabies.com or contact me, your girl Megan, on Instagram at itsMeganGillespie or via email at Megan at bossladiesandbabies.com. Mention this ad and receive 25% off your spot. I can't wait to see what you do. Well,
1: thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you for joining us today and talking with us and telling us all about your podcast and your journey. We appreciate that. So before we let you go, um, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you?
2: Yeah. Well, to listen to the podcast, you can listen pretty much anywhere. If you just search Mamas in Training and over on Instagram, you can find me at Mamas in Training pod, P-O-D, and then Facebook group Mamas in Training pod just on the Facebook group, as well as on Facebook page there, website Mamas in Training. And for me, you can find me pretty much everywhere at Jessica Lorian, L-O-R-I-O-N. And please, truly, truly, if anyone out there wants to reach out about anything under the sun, please do send me a message, send me an email, Instagram message, whatever. And I'd love to connect with anybody, but I'm just so grateful for the time, ladies. Thank you for having me
0: amazing yes thank you so much this was definitely worth the wait this has been (laughs) a pleasure to chat with you so make sure you go check out mamas in training go check out jessica and we will see you all next week Bye. bye bye ladies thanks thank you for listening to boss ladies and babies if you like this episode be sure to rate review and leave us some feedback
1: make sure to follow us on instagram and facebook and join the conversation in our facebook group at boss ladies and babies And until next time, stay stay bossy. bossy.